Hello, Monetization Nation. Laurie Deck Radecki has owned BMD Enterprises, a web and graphic design, branding, and marketing company for more than 26 years. She's a best selling author of two business books, Keep Those Clients and We All Have Choices. She's featured in two other best selling books, Power of Human Connection and Momentum Makers. She's been a speaker and trainer for more than 16 years. In today's episode, we're going to hear the story of Lori Dekradecki, the wife of a police officer who passed away, and how she became a highly successful entrepreneur to provide well for her family. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Thank you for joining us today, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we like to start off by allowing our audience to connect with you through one of your passions. Can you tell us something that you are super passionate about? Probably the biggest thing that, that I've had all my life is, is relationships. So I carry that into business. I think that's one of the huge things that has helped me to succeed in the business world. But even before that, in my personal life, I've just always been one of those relationship people. Back when I was in grade school and high school, I was the kid that fit into all the different groups and wanted everybody to just love each other and like each other and get along and be happy. And so, and then the same thing through my family life, you know, I always wanted a big family. We um, had five children, never practiced any birth control or whatever. I wanted a big family. And, and um, I was the one that always hosted all the Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the holidays, you know, all the family get togethers and always sent out um, pictures of our family for on Christmas cards. You know, I've done that since I was little since I was in my teens, would send out Christmas cards to all the different family members and then just keeping in touch with everybody. So especially as the world progressed into like social media and things, you know, I, I think that's one of the best things in business, but it's also one of the best things to keep in touch with friends and family all around the world that you might not get to see, you know, several times a year, like you used to. Yeah. So you are passionate about relationships and that has helped direct your business career towards passion-driven marketing, which is going to be one of the primary focuses of our interview today. Love it. Can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? Sure, yeah. So um, I had my first daughter and then I got pregnant with my second child back in 1993 and my dream was to be a stay-at-home mom and raise my kids. That's, that's what I wanted to do. The same thing, those family core relationships. And I have an accounting degree. I had been the accountant for Home Depot for almost nine years. And, but I wanted to stay at home and be a mom. And so um, at the time, my kid's dad was a police officer. And with that type of industry... Um, usually can't work on a one income household. So I was praying for something I could do from home to 
uh, to be able to help support our family. So my husband didn't have to work two, three, four jobs or whatever. And so back then it was 1993, the internet was first coming out for the quote real world, right? And so we got our, you know, young couple in our early 20s at the time and got our first credit card, our first computer. And I basically prayed, you know, God, give me something that I can help support our family and do from home. And so I realized, you know, the same thing back then, there was hardly any businesses on the internet, right? Because at that time, nobody knew what was going to happen with it, if it was going to be a fad, if it was a good thing or a bad thing, there was all this controversy, right? And so, but I decided, you know, this is the perfect thing for every business to have a, so to speak, business card on the web. Yep. So I created my web design company and figured out how to write code and create websites. And then of course, then that led into a lot of my clients didn't have logos even, or didn't know what to do with it. So then it went into graphic design also. So I kind of did those hand in hand. And so I built that company for several years and, and the same thing in that company, I would, you know, send thank you cards for everything. You know, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for meeting with me. Thank you for your business. Um, and then keeping in touch with people. Cause I also, new, you know, in a lot of sales training books, they teach, you know, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. So, but I say people do business with those they know, like, trust, and remember. If they don't remember you when it's time to do that business, then you're not going to get the business, right? And so you might meet someone at one point and you might love them. You might connect with them but then, you know, you don't need their product or service for 10 years. So, um, so yeah, so through that, then I, I found a company called Send Out Cards. It's a direct sales company back in 2004. And I joined that company because they were doing what I was already doing, printing out. I was creating greeting cards. I was printing them, stuffing and stamping them myself. And this company does all that for you. So I thought that was the greatest thing to help me streamline things. So we're always looking for tools and things to streamline what, what you're doing to become better, right? And so the same thing, just like um, with my calendar to keep me on track, because I'm very, I'm very like time block programmed. And I was, you know, I was a busy mom, ended up having four kids that I was raising from home. Plus I kept my sister's child and a friend's kids because they were like, oh, watch my kids, you know? So everybody wanted you to watch their kids while they work because they didn't want to put them in the regular daycare. So I did that for a while. And um, so I had to be diligent with all the stuff that I was doing. And so, and my business grew very quickly. Within a couple of years, I had hit six figures and um, this little job that I wanted to do from home to help make ends meet and where my husband didn't have to work a second job, I ended up tripling his income within a few years. And so that was, of course, a great blessing to our family. And so then, um, then with the send out cards, then um, I started doing very well there. And then I ended up meeting with a client, I started networking, you know, I found out this thing about networking. And 
um, businesses sharing business and services and getting to know each other. And so there was a few different networking groups I joined and there were some things I liked and some things I didn't like. And so I created my own about 16 years ago and just took everything that I loved about ones and then left out the things that I didn't love and created my own here in the middle Tennessee area. And I was running um, seven meetings a month. And then now since COVID, we uh, at the beginning went to all online, obviously we had to. And then once um, here in middle Tennessee, um, we are more open than, than a lot of states. And so um, we now do five meetings a month in person as well as every week online. And so in that, I built up a connections of business partners, you know, all over middle Tennessee to work with each other and build the same thing, build those relationships. And that's one huge thing that I've been um, focused on of, you know, keeping track of people, having, having systems and tools to keep track of everybody and be able to keep in touch and keep those relationships going. So I would, you know, meet with people for one-on-one -on -one meetings to get to know them, you know, same thing. People do business with those they know, like, and trust, but then also remember. So you get to know people, not just meet them for the five seconds and say, hey, this is what, I, what my name is. This is what I do. And, you know, call me when you need a service or whatever, or they throw you on the email list. You know, that is a tool and you should use them, but you use them strategically, right? The same thing, keeping your name in front of people's faces. So that way, when they do need your product or service, or when someone in their circle of their world, you know, Harvard Business School used to say circle of 250, but now thanks to the internet and social media and how we can really connect with so many more people. You know, I, I have over a hundred thousand followers between all my social medias, you know? And so, um, you know, so all of our circles are a lot bigger than they used to be 20 years ago as well. Right. So, yeah. And then, um, I met with a real estate agent guy that was in my network and he asked me to sit down with him and, teach him. He said he would pay me a hundred dollars an hour and wow. once a week for six weeks to teach me, teach him what I did in my web and graphics company to get it to six figures. So he could kind of take some of those principles and apply it in his real estate company. And at the time, you know, back then I had never heard of even coaching or anything like that. It wasn't a thing years ago. Right. And, but I was like, yeah, hundred bucks a week. Sure. I'll do that. <laughs> and so I met with him and did this. And at the end, he was like, this is so wonderful. I have a group of agents that I have about 150 agents and I want you to do the same thing, but create it into a PowerPoint and teach it to my agents. And I was like, at first I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what a PowerPoint is. I didn't write down everything. We, I mean, we were just having a normal chat, you know, each week. That's all. I wasn't taking notes on my own stuff of what I was telling him. So, um, but like Jim Rohn, one of my favorite speakers also always said, say yes and figure it out later. So that's what I did. And so then I went back home and, you know, back then it was Yahoo was the big search engine, you know, and I typed in how to create a PowerPoint and started figuring that out. And so, but I did that. And so 
then that went really well. And of course, some of the agents in there ended up referring me to different mortgage brokers and title agents and different people that they knew in their circle. And I had more people calling me to do speaking engagements and corporate sales training and things like that. So then that kind of led me into researching more about how to teach and train. And I found out that there was training out there on how to do that. And so took some courses and became certified in those different areas. And, and that just, and it just like all kind of like rolled, kept rolling on. <laughs> and then what, when, when did the book come into the equation? So the book came in, um, the same thing, several people kept telling me, you need to write a book, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. I would like get to hearing that almost at daily. And I was just like, I don't write books. There's like, I read and I read books. I read about a book a week. I've done that probably since I was 20 years old. And I just love to read. And, and, it's, and it's never been like the drama or novels type thing. It's always been like personal development and business success type stuff that I've just always been drawn to. And so, so I was like, all these famous authors and people that I've admired all these years. And I thought, I could never write a book like that. I could never be on that scale of all these other people, you know, that I looked up to. And so the same thing, I, I met someone, took a course, and um, in, in that course, part of the homework was to write a book. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't do this, you know? And so I, I just, I, but I had to, I had to, to pass this course. And I'm like, I'm like one of those that is um, not only kind of competitive with other people, but I'm competitive with myself. And so if I say I'm going to do something, I've like, I've got to see it to the end. It's, I can't just start, start something. And so, so I did. And, and then I went through the process of learning how to become self-published and did that, put it on Amazon and it hit bestseller status in the first couple hours it was out. And I was, I was just floored. I was like, oh my goodness, how has this happened? <laughs> and so it was just like one of those things that that now I hear about a lot of people that want to go through that process and and you know how did you do it and it's like and it just it just happened it was like all organic for me and but it was wonderful and so that of course led to more speaking engagements and more corporate sales training um things to do and so so then then through that, then my kid's dad had passed away in a car wreck um, five days after his 41st birthday. And so I had, um, he was a police officer, like I said, so I had, you know, had the cops wives group of support to help women in that area to kind of connect with each other and same thing, build relationships and people that are in that industry, it's a little bit different than being like a doctor's wife, right? So there's different um, different things that happen in our lives, right? And how things go. So having that support group, I always thought was really huge. And so, so then um, after he passed away, then I was looking for widow support since I had these new shoes to wear and I wasn't finding really what I wanted. So I decided to create it. So there were several groups out there that were good 
but it was, it just, I wanted something with, with positivity. I, I was blessed to be raised by a mom who is very positive and optimistic minded. And so that's when I created that nonprofit of wonderful widowed women. I wanted a pretty catchy name because I really wasn't thrilled with the word widow. <laughs> so as a negative connotone, you know, so I wanted something more upbeat and happy. And so that's where I created that name and that support group for women and and um, the, then I found myself being asked to speak at different groups on that. And that ended up leading into writing my second book, We All Have Choices, on how we react to things, how we look at things. You know, when I got the news of his wreck, of course, it was terrible and cried a lot. But I also knew if I was still here, still breathing, I needed to figure out my purpose and my why of why I'm still here. And Plus I had four kids at home that I had to be an example to, right? Because they're going to look up to me and they're going to go through tragedies in life and they need to know, you know, how to respond to those things as well. And so, so I knew I needed to, you know, like we say in Tennessee, pull up your bootstraps and <laughs> get busy. <laughs> That's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, you talked about relationship marketing a lot. Um, well, actually, before we go to relationship marketing, um, tell me what you think the greatest home run is you've hit in your career. Um, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, like I said, I, I very quickly grew to six figures being able to help take care of our family. And that was one of the biggest things that I wanted to be able to do was to be able to be able to stay at home as a mom, be able to take care of my children, be able to be there for my family whenever they needed me or whenever I wanted to be. And so I never missed any type of games. I never missed, you know, any type of events. I, like I said, I hosted all the family events and get togethers and several times a year, not just, not even just at the holidays, just because the same thing I'm, I've always been huge on building those core family values and relationships with people around you. And, and then also being able to um, build the relationships with friends, you know, I can, and have always been able to, you know, set an appointment during the day of I'm going to have lunch with my friend Carrie and, you know, leave in the middle of the day. And, and a lot of people can't do that when they work a nine to five. Yeah. So you created a lifestyle business. You, what you wanted was to be able to have that lifestyle and then be able to provide well for your family. Yeah. It's amazing how entrepreneurship allows us to do that. And what your family was needing was monetization, right? You, you had these skills and these talents in building relationships and, and creating things and you monetized that talent so that you could have what mattered most to you, which was those relationships with, with your family. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they say, money's, money's not everything, right. But it still ranks up there with oxygen. <laughs> you know, I've heard that story before. Right. And it does. And you, you know, you need money to live in the world, right. You need money to buy your groceries. And, um, but you know, when you have more to do the things that you want to do, then that makes your yeah. life better. Yeah. And, and your analogy with oxygen is really good, right? If your kids did not have food to eat tonight, right? It would be right up there with oxygen. You would do whatever you had to do to 
within reason, you do whatever you had to do to, to get the money you needed to provide for the people you care about and to take care of the things that matter most. So it is very important. And a lot of people think money is evil, but money sure, money can be evil if we put our heart on it and we, we love money, but it, we sure can do a lot of good things and do a lot of God's work when we have the financial resources and the time to be able to do what matters most. Thank you so much, Lori, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, people do business with those they know, like, trust, and remember. Number two, networking and networking groups are great ways to make business connections. Number three, sometimes we have to say yes and then figure it out. Number four, entrepreneurship allowed Lori to provide for her family when they needed it, and it gave her the flexibility to be there for them too. Number five, technology and social media provide great opportunities to keep in touch with people and build strong relationships. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Lori or connect with her, you can find her on LinkedIn or her website, lauridelk.me, or you can watch, read, or listen to our next episode with Lori. And there's links to those websites in the blog post for this episode. Do you want to be a better digital monetizer? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business and subscribe for free to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast and YouTube channel. And number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. How has entrepreneurship helped you create the life you want? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your entrepreneurial journey. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.